0: Me,
1: yeah. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yishe Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Jerusalem to the world. You're a part of it, wherever you are. And Shalom, and welcome to the Pardes Institute here in Tapio, Jerusalem, and welcome to Rabbi Mike Foyer. Shalom.
0: Oh, Shalom, Yishe.
1: Shalom see you. and welcome. And we were just talking off air about Hanukkah. So you just got me, just got me excited. You're right? all lit up. I'm lit up because I guess that's the next big holiday, right? It is. Let's, it so, is. So, um, so. Let's. I am ready now. You know, I, my my beloved wife Malka, when she goes to heaven they will Ad say to her stream, when she goes to heaven they're going to say to her you get the award for just loving the holidays she just loves and prepares for the holidays awesome. and we're ready in Hanukkah mode they're already we, selling
0: the Sufkaniyot out there are they? oh yeah they come out after Sukkot it's always a That's upsetting amazing.
1: to me we just swing from vine to vine uh, of uh,
0: spiritual monkeys uh, that we are <laughs>
1: Spiritual monkey vines. Okay, uh, that's true. And speaking of that, uh, we're also right now in the throes of learning about the forefather of faith as Vice President Pence said at the Knesset. Rosh you know, That's right. He said, the, he, he, he said, uh, and for the whole Middle East and for two-thirds of the world, Abraham is their forefather in faith. That's what he said. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful phrase. Beautiful phrase. Beautiful phrase. Forefather in faith. Uh, so I appreciate that. And now we're like trying to learn about Abraham. Uh, and it is. It is. It. It, it is. It, this is Torah, and what I mean by that is, it's actually complex. Oh yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not like and he was a he man, and he was an awesome, and nothing that he did was wrong. For example, we're going to learn the section here about how he goes down to Egypt. According to Nachmanides, the Ramban, this was a great sin that he went down to Egypt and his trying to pawn his wife, who is his. Uh, uh, you know, partial sister uh, uh, to pawn her off as a sister was also a sin. Meaning to say, our own rabbis are coming at Abraham, the founder of faith, for father of faith, and and finding fault with him. So, so we're entering into uh, the Torah portion of Lech Lecha, which I'm just trying to say is. Like our Talmud, like everything about Judaism, it's complex. Absolutely. And to understand the personality of Abraham and why God loves Abraham is not simple. We talked about this two years ago. Let's start it up again. Let's try to go th- together through the book of Genesis, Bereshit, with, with, a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a goal of understanding who these people are and why they're so important to us.
0: All right. I am bought into that goal.
1: Okay. So, so God says to Abraham, now Abraham's hanging out in Haran, right? That's, that's the kind of lower southern Turkey area. And he says to him, "Go forth, Lech lecha, a famous explanation, go for yourself, for your own for your own good, you know for your own name, but leave this land, your land, leave your birthplace, leave the house of your father to a land that I will show you. I want you to leave, and I'm not even going to show you where to go. You'll, you'll have to
0: get moving, you'll know it when you see it.
1: So I saw a beautiful medrash that says that one of the rabbis said that, that Abraham was like a jar of perfume, and that sitting by itself, it didn't smell. Yeah, who would ever know? It, yeah, it, just, it has no smell because it's sealed. Thing. It's right. sealed up. But if you get moving. Shake if, it around a if bit. If you shake around, it start, your, your good smell is going to come out into the world. I want you to move around a little bit. I want you to shake a leg.
0: So, and one of the powers of the story is that God obviously saw something already in Avram, or Avram as he is at this point, which perhaps he didn't even know himself, meaning you're focused on the, on, on the world knowing Avram. But one of the great questions that I always see in terms of getting to know the Avot, it's it's a critical lens, which is the, to what degree do the things which happen to them in these stories reflect um, the need to expose them to the world, and to what degree do they reflect the need to expose them to themselves? Meaning all the 10 tests which Abraham will pass through in his life could be seen as proofs to the world that this is indeed God's beloved chosen one. They could also be seen as, now Abraham, I'm going to put you through the ringer, and when you're done, you're going to truly be who you could be. Right? And so it begins here in Lech Lecha and the deep question is that on what merit does God call to Avram amongst all the people in the world?
1: So so I, I asked that of children uh, on, a, on a recent trip to Hebron and they gave me a few different answers and I wanted to write them down. I didn't remember all of them. There was three different answers that kids gave me from the mouth of babes. Uh, one of the answers that kids gave me that I thought was very good was he was the first to search and discover how to serve god he discovered god and how to how, and he, he he sought him out
0: he didn't take the world at face value
1: right he rege- and that's basically what the missionary's are saying to you that he was he was kind of finding it absurd intellectually that people were serving idols in various ways but but in the end he's a, he's searching for god i'm looking for you yes you've gone invisible Okay, to mankind, but but you, I think you're out there. That's why I always love the Matrix movie, you know, because it's like it's like the the the, the thing I see is not everything. There must must be something behind here. We,
0: we got to pause on that for a second because for me, this in many ways defines Abraham. Um, I, I made a reference to it a, a few episodes ago in the Jewish story. I call this conceptual courage. Just try to imagine. I was comparing him to Einstein in the context. Just try to imagine the whole world, the whole world saying listen, idolatry, this is the way it is. There are multiple gods and look at the world and there's all these proofs. And, so and I'm just saying, well, yeah, I hear you, but I think you're wrong. Not like I hear this argument between this side and I that side and I think show, they're right. On your show. He, he just
1: says the whole
0: world, just like Einstein says, oh, the whole world thinks matter. Right, Ge- gonna energy in your earth. show,
1: I heard about Einstein yeah. and also about uh, uh, Freud yes. and other people. Th- these people were challenging a paradigm that was out there. And, and, the, and the, it's, I think of it as conceptual courage. Like, there's this ability
0: to step into a different world, so deeply so that, like you pointed out, says so that now two thirds of the planet live in the world which was birthed through Avram's desire, desire, just not to simply accept things as they are. Right. We all live in Einstein's world.
1: Right. But to to he, to seek God. Yes. And there's a word that I actually am very interested in, which is lidrosh. Yes. Right, right. Which is which is, you know, we have so many. That's another one of these words that we have very many variations of, Beit Midrash. Uh, And darosh darash. It's also uh, it's on the one hand a demand, on the other hand a search. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's a funny word that has a few different meanings, and they're all they're all a kind of uh, emotional set, which is like I want more.
0: It's an inner need combined with an expectation that there's more to the world than we perceive, and that when we bring that need to the world, that more will emerge. The,
1: the, according to some traditions, the center two words of the Torah is Darosh Darash. Yes, we'll get to that in, in the Book of Leviticus. Uh, but the bottom line is that, uh, is that the, one of the central aspects of being a Jew is to have this emotional need, this desire, this yearning, this expectation, and a search.
0: That's what it is to be a Hebrew, right? Because Avram Ivri, as our sages teach us, Ivri is ever. He stood on one side, and the whole other world was on the other. That's the Hebrew consciousness
1: so let me let me share with you a bala turim, as i like to share on the show and this one is about really the, the first phrase in parashat lech Lecha, which can be seen as in a sense as the beginning of the torah right yes. like everything you, else was the prequel right you have the prequel you have the two you have the you have the, the kind of the novels that are written after the main novel's been written like you know like the, the <laughs> prequel exactly uh, but another way to say it is set up right it's global setup chapter one Genesis, Backstory. chapter two, Genesis destroyed, re-Genesis, Noah, and now the purpose of the world starts the story Let's get here. get to the story, right. Right. And the rest of the Torah is from here on. Yep.
0: It's from so, here on. Down to our very day.
1: Right. that that it, It's the story of Israel, which is, always goes back to the story of Abraham. It, it starts here today. So... This week is the first week of the rest of your life, okay? I have heard
0: that somewhere before.
1: But it's true in the first few weeks of the year. It's you know? true every morning. Yeah. It's true every morning. It's true. So anyway, the, the Baal Turim says, he says, I'll read it in English, and I'll make you a great nation. Here God blessed Abraham with seven blessings as following. The first blessing, and I will make you a great nation. This is the greatest of all the blessings, for promises that he will become a nation, and includes the Egyptian enslavement and liberation. Meaning to say, okay, so the greatest of all the blessings is that you're going to have children, you're going to be a nation. Yes. Okay, that's number... That, are, we, and, are
0: we pausing on these or no? Uh,
1: I think on that one we should pause for I a second. Think, I think we have like, to. It's I a, think a lot of your students up here would be maybe surprised that the, 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 the greatest blessing to Abraham is that he'll be a nation.
0: And, and by greatest, in my eyes, what the ball term is pointing out to you is that this is what's truly unique in in the covenant that... God is beginning to build with Avram. Meaning, the idea that an individual could be great, individual could be holy, is a human attribute. And I would like to believe that every culture and every time and every place has produced individuals of greatness. But what God is offering to Avram is a completely different model of human divine relationship. And that is, he's saying, you can be a great people, right? From the plumber to the president, everything in between is going to be a vessel for a relationship with me, which cannot exist or has y- yet existed in the world. And that's like it doesn't get bigger than that. You have a new model of relationship with God,
1: right? And and you have to. I mean, I'm I'm again coming to, to, to. I'm thinking about it from some people who have a hard time with nationalism and with 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 with, with, with this conglomeration of a people, of a collective existence, collective existence. Okay, so anyway, let's let's get through it. So the greatest blessing is to become a nation. Uh, wa, uh, and the second blessing, while he was still called Avram, before he would enter the covenant into into the into the covenant of circumcision, he would bless him with material possessions. As it says, now Abraham was very laden with livestock and silver and with gold. So I many to say material wealth. The third blessing. See, that one's not so hard. We don't have to pause on that. Good to be rich. Right. <laughs> the third blessing uh, his name would be lengthened from a- Avram to Abraham. He doesn't explain more in there. The fourth blessing. Well,
0: but blessing means to set it. Right. Meaning it's, it's just an addition.
1: Right. Uh, and and uh, this is also, this means the note here says the name Abraham indicates that Avram was Avla Aram, was a father of Aram, whereas Abraham indicates that he was Avla Kolam Kulo, patriarch of the entire world. So he'll have a, a more global. Reach. Reach. That's right. Okay. Um, uh, the fourth blessing, he himself would be a blessing. You will be a blessing. The fifth blessing, God will bless those who bless Abraham. Many people get very excited about that. And that's yes. right. That's right. By the way, the folks in Australia right now are considering moving the embassy to Jerusalem. Yes, I, saw I that. bless them to bless us so that they can be blessed.
0: Ooh, that's very deep.
1: You hear that? Mm-hmm. I bless them to do the right thing so that, that they, they can bless us so that they'll be blessed. I want. I, Amen. I, I, I pray for Australia to do the right thing so that it will benefit in the end from doing that great right thing.
0: Pray for everyone to do the right thing so Amen. that should benefit.
1: Amen. Okay, let's keep going. The fifth blessing, God will, oh, we said that God would bless those who bless Abraham. The sixth blessing, God would curse all those who seek evil for Abraham. No comment. Amen. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. Amen. I and the seventh blessing, all the families of the earth will be blessed through him. Right. Okay?
0: Which is one of the big mysteries because that phrase repeats itself three times. Through his story, not the least of which is at the Binding of Isaac. Right. I think we'll leave it to there to discuss. We'll before.
1: get there, and I just want to say that, and the and the the caption oh. phrase in verse two is "Vheyei bracha." Mm-hmm. You shall be a blessing. Right. You are. I'm guessing that means you are a vessel for blessing.
0: Well, one of the problems here is what the word bracha actually means. I don't know if we want to go all the way down that rabbit hole, um, but it's one of these words in in Hebrew which has been translated in a very functional fashion into English as. Blessing, but if you ask the average person what a blessing is, I do it all the time in class. We're going to do it today. In fact, this afternoon, right. that's our topic. Um, it's a word that comes up three times in the first chapter of, or first in bit of the second chapter of Genesis, and yet the average person cannot give you a straight answer. What does a blessing
1: mean? What does it mean mm-hmm.
0: to bless someone? What does it
1: mean? Isha? <sighs> it's to um, well, we know that all blessings, as you said before, are increase, keep going. Get, you know, whatever you're doing, be blessed with more. There's a famous measure on that. Like, what can I, you know, what can I bless you, great tree, you know, that your seeds will be, should be like you. Um, but I think it's a channel for goodness, isn't it? It's a channel for goodness. It's an opening of, of uh, what, the great, what is the greatest blessing that a human being can ask for truthfully? It's to be close to God and to feel that he's, clo- to feel he that he or she are, are close to God so I guess that blessing is, 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 is close to godliness, is revelation, is seeking, feeling that channel, feeling that mazal, the flow uh, from, from God down to this world.
0: So the only thing I'll add to that, and it's interesting to me that you went with channel flow, um, I'm sure you're, you as myself have spent plenty of time walking the hills around Jerusalem. And you've noticed that all the springs, which are very ancient here, um, all share a certain attribute. Most of them come out as cracks in the rocks, or many of them someone has tunneled in to get at the source. So all of them have below them a pool. What's that pool called in Hebrew?
1: Yam? No, the pool's called a brecha. brecha, brecha yeah. The
0: pool's called a brecha. A brecha, you can hear, if you're not familiar with the Hebrew language, the relationship between brecha and bracha. That, that a brecha is a very specific type of pool, which is the capacity to receive from source. Oh, brecha. Yes. Like a Yes. So, so beyond the ability to be close to God and to feel that flow, as you said, I believe that the bracha is really the creation of a capacity to receive. Because always remember, God doesn't hold back. Right. There's no limitation to what God is not only willing to give, but is actually giving. The real bracha is the development of the capacity to receive.
1: Okay. Yeah. And there was a famous book like that. Uh, I forgot the name of the rabbi right now. Permission to
0: permission to believe.
1: He, no, he had two of them. He had per- permission to receive and permission to to oh, believe. They were. have those books. <laughs> uh, and and uh, you know, they were good. You know, they were they were the big Kira books in like the '80s. I think. You know, they they uh, they did a lot back then. Every generation has their books, right? That's Every true. generation has their books that 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 are that arrive and touch you i think in our generation a, a big person who's been doing great work in kirov is laser brody in the uh, in english language and of in hebrew uh, from the Breslov world but they've done a great job of bringing Emuna into this world and i'm a, i'm a i'm, I'm a i am ai am ai am ai do not know if i've spoken enough about laser brody as being one of the great people of our time who's really sent a lot of spirituality into this world check out his videos they they, they malka watches them on fridays when she's cooking it does a lot of good for her and there are others of course there are many others uh, that that are fabulous. By the way, in fact, you know, what I'd love to hear you say you sent me an email to Ishai, uh or or Rav Mike at thelandofisrael.com. Who is your like spiritual guides other than the good folks on the Land of Israel Network? Uh, you know, who who's out there for you that you love to see their videos or something that bring that bring you up spiritually? They give you blessing. Like, yeah, yeah, they'll give you blessing. Good. Okay, so the other thing while well, we are just like in the first few lines, so uh, okay, we so we, let, won't,
0: we discussed that before the show. There's a challenge here. This challenge.
1: Okay, the other thing is that. Um, they have to, when, when they leave from Haran, they take with themselves the Rehusha the, uh, Masha Rehshul, the wealth that they amassed, and the souls that they made in Haran. They made souls in Haran. Uh, I think Christian folks have a great phrase, which is ministry, okay? And I'll never forget, this was years ago, I was talking to a group at the Western Wall and this wasn't an organ like I wasn't organized to be with him, just happened to chat with him, and they go, they call to their pastor, they're like, this young man's got a radio ministry, and I never forgot that. I think there was also some kind of heavy metal band called ministry or something like that, <laughs> and in any case, the idea of like ministry, like 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 Abraham was a minister. Yes. Uh, he had ministry in Haran. He had done a lot of work.
0: You know, those midrashim about how passionate Abraham was to bringing people sort of into the fold, I find are very uncomfortable for Jews today. It's been so many centuries, if not millennia, that, that we have taken this negative attitude toward spreading our worldview and our faith. And then to discover that Abraham was the original proselytizer is often very upsetting for people. So much <laughs> so that, that, that there's an opinion in the sages that define the love the Lord your God as bringing other people to love
1: God. Uh, I, have, I, have, I have good and bad news for you. What we're doing right now, is an element of proselytizing. I, it doesn't bother me in the <laughs> least. Okay, good. Okay, just checking. Okay, so Baruch Hashem, they 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 made souls. They 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 brought people closer to God, and I do want to say one more phrase here. Where is it? It's hiding from me. Uh, that um, that they, they left. Oh, hold on one second. Yes, here it is. Uh, again, a, a very similar phrase that we had at the end of last week. They left to go to the land of Canaan and they came to the land of Canaan. And this is to our, uh, this part of, of the show I want to dedicate to our beloved uh, friends, listeners that live outside of the land of Israel, especially in North America. Uh, you know, sometimes a country you're living in like England or France will remind you that you're not home. America here. right America has a different has a different issue. And I always tell people it's not anti Semitism, it's That That is the, the, the glue that keeps Jews there. And it says here the Torah tells you something about, about Haran. It says that they left to go to the land of Canaan and they came into the land of Canaan. Meaning part of what you have to do is make a break.
0: It's an so, it uprooting
1: there's an uprooting you have then that is a there's two processes of aliyah it's not coming to israel it's leaving behind yes absolutely it's leaving that stuff behind and you're going to leave your family and you're going to leave your bank account and you're going to leave your nice home and it's going to be hard and your kids are going to have a hard time all that stuff yep and that's what they that's what they did the yep. torah says that he left he left to go to the land of israel he left and that leaving is itself its own big process
0: it is a challenge
1: it is a challenge and it's different than the other challenge which is matriculating to the land of israel which is its own these awesome are separate challenge. separate issues right separate issues and and uh, and today, when we live with the internet, we have advantage and disadvantage. One advantage with the internet today is that you could really live with your previous culture with you.
2: Yes,
0: you can carry your world. You where can you carry go. your
1: world, and the bad side of that is that you can, you carry, can carry your world. world where okay? you go, right? That's exactly. And it.
0: never be where you're trying to arrive. Right. So no, it's, it's, for sure. it's
1: very tricky. This is not the Israel that when when I came in. I'm talking about ninety four, ninety five. Like that—that that I was sending aerograms to my parents and and barely getting through them, you know, on the on the public payphones. So that's not that world. No, it is not that world. It's, it's a different world. The communication abilities is—it's it, again back to, uh, you know, back to uh, Napoleon. You know, as I said last week, which is, you know, qu- quantity is its own quality. Uh, the 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 ease of communication is not just—it co- actually changes the social fabric. Absolutely. Of, of your life. Okay. So uh, comes Avram to the land of Israel, and he comes to, guess what? What's the first place that a Jew gets to in the land of Israel? It's not Jerusalem, and it's not and it's not the Kotel, and it's not the tomb of Rachel. It is Shem. Chem. That's where a Jew comes first. How do we know that? Avram comes here first, uh, and so does Yaakov when he comes back. And really the Jewish people also, after their kind of war with uh, 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 with Jericho, they really come to Shechem. That's when you start. That's where you start off your journey in the land of Israel. Um, and I will be going this week to one of our uh, beloved friends and listeners to the show, to to uh, my good friend Natan's house. Oh, up in Elon Moray. That's right, up, up in Alone Moray for Shabbat Lech Lecha. Unbelievable. For Shabbat Lech Lecha, and it's a big organized Shabbat there. I'm also speaking there, and uh, Natan helped me out, and I'm very, very excited. So I'm going to be with the Shachar family, who also had a big news that their uh, his wife's mom made Aliyah to Alone Moray. I, I, I want to see this with my own eyes, okay? <laughs> and so... Uh, and so uh, th- this is a very special Shabbat, and uh, that's, 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 a, that's a very important place uh, to, to get to in the land of Israel. And sadly, even in places like the Times of Israel, it's often called Nablus with no further explanation. That is like calling Jerusalem, being like, hey, do you know where Yola Capitolina is? I'm trying to get to Yola Capitolina. It's exactly the same Ooh. thing. <laughs> and, that, and that an Israeli Jewish newspaper would just erase the name of Shechem and just replace it with the Roman name neapolis neopolis right that that bothers me to no end
0: yeah it should no and and um pick us to the heart of uh, what's what's the story that we're telling here in this land right are we a, a european sort of uh colony planted in the heart of the indigenous middle east right a, another layer on top of the roman layer right are, are we a people returning to our home
1: right well said. Very well. Short and well said. Okay, speaking of returning to your home, you come back to the land of Israel, but guess what?
0: You don't stay long. You don't stay <laughs> long.
1: <laughs> That's right. There's no food. There's a shortage. There's a hunger. Things are time. tight. Things are really, really, I mean, they must have been quite tight, it says, but he Barts. There was a famine. You know right. the Torah says it was a famine. It's like there's a famine.
0: And I, and I find that in Hebrew, I mean, rav can also be hunger. So like it was a hunger in the land. It's a very visceral right right statement it's like a famine is an abstract oh there's not enough food i think about the economics of it uh, no no barit. it's like people were hungry because they had nothing
1: right and let let us remember that in the in, later on in the prophets it says that at the end of time and this is i always remember this phrase so well because of the Dvekis band that sang oh you know the slow no I, I know lahav <laughs> la Right, which is it's I'm not to th- compete
0: with. I'm <laughs> not going to compete with you with Reps. Go I'm ahead. Again. No, I'm not <laughs> so there. So if the, people want, you can send me an email. I'll send you the link to the vault. There,
1: uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start putting more of that stuff into the show. So if you want to send me that link, I'll, I, I might will. jam it in. But in it's any case, good. let's send it to folks and people can write an email to revmike at thelandofisrael.com to ask for that link. But in any case, there will be hunger at the end of the time, not for bread, not a thirst for water, but to hear the word of God. In any case, there and was. And I can a, tell
0: you, by the way, it's happening now. It's
1: happening. It is happening it's
0: now. Happening. There's, there's never a time I think that that prophecy has been more true.
1: Yes and it's and it's getting cranked up people yeah, yeah. people want it and they want to come to this land not for the bikini brand and not for you know all the, the you know the, the, the silly things that sometimes our, our own ministry of, of tourism sells
0: cherry tomatoes
1: yeah okay maybe cherry tomatoes <laughs> got a blessing in but but they want something more they want to hear the voice they walk in Jerusalem and they hear the voice it's, 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 that's what people really want People want something more than, 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 than the things that they could find anywhere else Any case uh, but, but, but Avram runs into a problem There is a famine And he goes down to Egypt According to some This was a prelude Of what the children of Israel Are going to do later on But according to others This was just a plain old mistake Okay He went down to Egypt Or a test Or a test And, and his wife He tells his wife Sarai You know Tell them that you're my sister So that they won't kill me She's taken to the house of Pharaoh. Awkward. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you think this time, okay, it was a mistake, but the next time he does the exact same thing, you, you ought to learn, but I guess we'll talk about that when we we'll get to the next question. We'll talk about that
1: Russia. in a second. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and what happens is, is that Pharaoh, but Hashem afflicted Pharaoh along with his household with severe plagues because of the matter of Sarai, the wife of Avram, right? Uh and and the Medra says I'll dvar Sarai because of the matter of Sarai she would just point to something, and oh. bang that thing would become afflicted. Oh, TNT Turner Classics has an excellent movie on Avram's li- Avram's life. You're they, so up on these things. They really, they really, when when Pharaoh is is stricken, they do it right. They really do it right. You got to give and, the
0: Pharaoh on TNT. Yeah, yeah and,
1: and he and yeah, and, and Avram's like they're like why have you done this he's like because you took my wife he's and Avram says look to her is she stricken look to her right <laughs> <laughs> he just does a great job anyway uh so uh, so pharaoh calls abraham saying why'd you do this so why would not you tell me she's your wife you told her uh she's your sister now take her and get the heck out of dodge okay and they, Pharaoh basically adds people to their entourage, making sure that they- Get eat, along the way. Right, and don't let the door hit you on the way out, and, and, and get out. And he, at the same time, he is enriched through this experience. And it says, <laughs> Abraham, Kaved me'od b'mikneh because of v'zahav. Now, Abraham was very laden with livestock, silver, and gold. So he comes out of Egypt. Rolling uh, in it. He comes out much wealthier. Uh, But that wealth also brings with it its own problem because the wealth that him and and his nephew Lot amass also brings to tension between himself and Lot.
0: Can't have overgrazing. It's a major issue in nomadic peoples. At a certain point, there's only so much the land can hold. Right. So they have to split.
1: They have to split and different explanations about why they have to split. But basically Avram says, listen, I'll go north. You can go south. You go south. I'll go north. Uh, Lot doesn't choose south or north He chooses to go east. east And a little bit south maybe But towards stone where people are evil
0: Or where the land is rich and it looks good Right and So they, this uncovers uh, you know, like a, a fundamental, let's call it, theme Which is going to play itself out for the rest of the book of Breshit um, The process of bearer, of clarification that, that, that just because God chose Avram and told him and, and his entourage, so to speak, to leave from Haran and go to Eretz Canaan doesn't mean that the story is over. This is the constant process of clarification of, of who is actually going to stay on the path. And this is the first split between Avram and Lud. Lud appears that he's going to be Avram's inheritor at this point. Avram has no children. He is his nephew. They're obviously quite close. They're mentioned together multiple times. But here we see it's almost as if Avram said, we're going to make a test. We're going to make a test here. We're all very wealthy here. Life is good. What's driving you, Lot? I know what's driving me. Right. Lot looks around and he sees the good life over there in stone. And it's like, okay, it's a little bit of cultural baggage that goes with that, but I'm not worried. Right. And that, he steps away from Avram. In the same way we're going to see the split between Ishmael and Yitzchak, we'll see the split between Asav and Yaakov, that this process of bearer, of clarification of who's able to hold the line of relationship with God is a theme, again, down to our very day.
1: Lot is not out of the picture yet. He's coming coming right back very soon. And his
0: line will reconnect ultimately. Right. Through the line of the Messiah, which is itself a very important lesson that don't mistake bearer for rejection. Is that there's a task of the line of Abraham to hold the line, so to speak but there's also a bigger plan on the part of God that, that ultimately everything comes from God and will reconnect in its right relationship. Right, but be
1: careful to, to, I don't want anybody to listen to misunderstand, the offspring of Lot become enemies of Israel.
0: Yes, they go all the way, go all the way out, but, but one of their final offspring becomes the mother of Mashiach, of, right. of, of King David.
1: So Avraham is separated from Lot and there's a Berur, and one of the other explanations which I liked of the Sfarna, which I liked, which is that Avraham wants to split up with Lot also because this fighting is is bad PR. Because he is, as we said, also a minister who wants to see the people accepting God and when he and when he realizes that the ministers uh, are not looking good because they're infighting. Let's separate out because this is not good for my purpose. Yeah. I like that. I like that explanation.
0: You know, if Cook says that the source of all apostasy is and heresy is the negative behavior of religious people.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. That's right. That's right. Uh, but so uh, Avram gets a blessing from God, uh, saying, "Look north, south, east, and west. Uh, all this land I will give to you." And I'm going to make your seed like the dust of the earth. Can anybody count the dust of the earth? Uh, so too will be your children. Get up. Kum hitalech baarets. Right? Famous song in Israel. Kum holi Right? That's great one. Right? So here it's. Kum hi ba'aretz. Le'orka ulerochba ki lecha etnena. Okay? Get up. Walk the land to its length and width for to you I will give it to you. And here we learn also the idea that walking the land is a kind of Kenyan, is a kind of uh, acquirement. Is that a word? No. acquirousness. Acquisition. Acquisition. Right, I felt, I, felt, I said yeah. it and I'm like, no. No, right. no, 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 no. uh that. Uh, and, and here also, importantly, uh, he's going to come to Chevron for the first time, to Elonei Mamre, which is, today we know where that is. It's probably a, a mountain right next to the Maratah called Jabal Nimra. Okay, so Eloneh Namre, and he also and he builds a uh, altar, an altar to God, and he's going to also meet their colleagues, people who are going to become part of his new entourage, new po- folks, his crew his crew, that are going to come. Then there is the famous war of the five and four kings.
0: Oh, boy. Okay,
1: I, I myself, I have, I, don't, I have learned that sometimes I've, I've penetrated it, but I, I, I'm looking forward to this year to having a little bit more time. I didn't have enough time before the show to really penetrate it totally. Maybe you can help me out understanding what's going on. I know that there are kings that are in the Mesopotamian Valley. They're in control of this area. They're subjugating people for a long time, and then there's a revolt effort.
0: The whole context of the war of the five kings and the four kings to me is a demonstration of how the Torah will employ what we would consider historical facts for one reason only, which is in order that you should have the context to grasp the truth that it wants to communicate. So here like the the, the archaeological and, and, and historical context is that the Mesopotamian kings, the Assyrian you know, empires, had control over the land of Canaan and all the city-states here for a number could be as much as 1,000 years. But this generation, this time in which Abraham and his children come into the world, is the time of transition between the control of the Eastern Empires, the Mesopotamian, and Egypt over this very critical piece of land. We don't need to go into why it's so critical, but just look at the map. You'll figure it out. So, so that's part of the context here is that what you're seeing is, because remember, the, the, the five kings seem to, sorry, the four kings who come from Mesopotamia seem to win, but they go away and you're still left with the local kings standing. And ultimately, from here on out until the destruction of the first temple, the story focuses on Egypt. Egypt is really the sort of major foreign power. And this is the moment of transition. But really, why do we care about this story? Who's the real person that we want to meet here that Abraham needs to meet?
1: Melchizedek,
0: Melchizedek,
1: Shalim. When you asked that question rhetorically, I was about to answer, he needs to meet Abraham. Abraham needs to meet Abraham because uh, there's a new Abraham that's born here and that is the Abraham who's also, now we see also a fighter. Sure. And according to Rev Soloveitchik, this is when he becomes famous in this world.
0: Yes. In, in Rav echoing the Midrash, which says that, that the reason that this was all brought about by God was in order that Abraham's name become great in the world. you have a major world war and if you think about, uh, you know, in our own more recent history that, you know, the issue of Zionism didn't become a global issue for the non-Jews until Britain in the First World War suddenly allied in themselves with the Zionists and, and the issue of the land of Israel became a central issue. Everybody's talking about Zionism, the Jews, and the land. In the same way, Avram was a spiritual giant, but he was relatively unknown until the sort of historical context provided the opportunity.
1: I forgot to say that, that it was Avram who entered this war because his own kin, Lot, gets captured. Yep. Uh, and he liberates him. It's a war of liberation. Uh, and he and he kind of returns all the the property and gives people freedom. Yep. He he's, he he is not trying to now as the new conquer to be the enslaver. That also is by the way a new model, which is here is Abraham who's this great liberator or this let's call it before you think of him as liberator as this, as this fighter. Uh, and he could be himself a king. He could be himself the new conqueror. No, no, he's giving his pe- the people freedom back, and he's not trying to enslave them again. That's, a, that's, a, that's like a different kind of thing.
0: So much so that when the king of stone says, listen, just give me back my people. You can keep all the wealth. Avon um, says, no, I don't, I don't want anything from you. Lest anyone come to say that it was the king of stone that made me wealthy and not
1: God. A little bit tricky there because, because when he's uh, coming out of Egypt, he is a, a, a given wealth. So different, different explanations on that. One explanation is that Avram actually changes. He's growing from that experience. Another explanation is there's a difference between outside of the land of Israel and in the land of Israel.
0: Well, also, there, were, there was this whole miraculous intervention that caused Paro and his entourage to realize, wow, Avram and Sarai, they're not your average person.
1: That's a good point. You know, I didn't think of that. Uh, uh, you're, you're showing a, um, a, a dichotomy or, or a parallelism between two modes of Jewish fighting. One is the miraculous, God will zap you right. for the sake of my servant. And one is the more, let's call it, modern Zionist approach. Yeah, well, think about
0: it. Who's Paro really giving his wealth to? He's giving his wealth to God. Right. He's looking at Avram and Sari saying, wow, God is here. Here, take this. Whereas, what does the King's Stone say? Wow, you just fought a really good battle. I'm going to slide you some cash here, you know, and, Excellent. and you know, we, we'll talk later about, about how that's going to get spent. I, you, I think
1: that's great. It's I, a big I, I, I the big question, by the way, in
0: why America supports the state of Israel. Is it that it's a subsidy to the American defense industry? Is it they taking money out of one pocket and put in the other? Or is it that they see what Am Israel represents in the world and they say, we're on that team?
1: Mm-hmm. I think that the, the language coming out of this current administration is the latter. Uh, and it 's treating us much more than ever before, uh, I think under the Obama administration, it was like, "Why are we giving money to those people
0: it's a client state relationship and if they 're not willing to do what we want so we 'll right. cut off the funding
1: right and here it 's more like well we 've got this incredible ally yes and i I and a have a shared vision right Shared, and and, and there 's this just uh, you know the, there 's respect yeah there 's a feeling of respect really and i and I'm, and i 'm sad that the climate of intentions around the personalities and almost the I would call it the uh, uh, what's it called reality TVness of it all? Oh, it's ridiculous! You can't but make it, this stuff but it, up. But it, but it, but it obstructs, and in and, and makes unclear, it muddies, muddies that the beauty of some of the things that have been happening. Right this is line. a
0: complex situation.
1: Okay, uh, but I love your explanation on the difference between why Abraham doesn't take it and why it, why he takes the wealth from from Pharaoh and not from uh, from the king of Sodom. Okay. Right, so we talked about uh, the these two potential bad guys, King of Zdome, certainly a bad guy, King Pharaoh, certainly not a, uh, a paradigm Night, of, of, of righteousness, of chastity, and righteousness. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but one person here is again at the TNT Turner Classics. They really do it right. That Abraham is this man who's alone in this world to some yes. extent, and he finally meets somebody. Who's on the same page. right? And he, he, and in the movie, the way they do it is that he completes the sentences, and that he knows. Oh yeah? yeah, that he like understands the the God Almighty, the right, Most yeah. High God. Yeah, is yeah. that who you are talking about? And he's like, "You you know about the the High God?" Yes. Well, I mean, it's
0: just a fascinating event in the text, and um, and there is so much there. And you know, the sages identify immediately that uh, Melchizedek is actually Shem ben Noach, it's Shem the son of Noach who's been waiting. He's been waiting for the handoff, right? That there, that there is a, a chain of unbroken experience of the divine, which, which must be handed on here. And, 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 of course, where does it happen? And it's very important to me to note that he's, he's Melch Shalem. He's king of the city of Shalem. And, and, that, and that not just in the eyes of our sages, but really in the text in itself, you can see that this is Yerushalayim. The Hebrew word for city, of course, is ir. And so when you say ir shalem, ir shalem, you hear Yerushalayim already sort of emerging from the language. And, that, and that Yerushalayim, of course, is always the place where the handoff is made. If you want to look for a continuity of consciousness of the divine within the world as a whole, and Am Yisrael in particular,
1: this is where it happens. So... If you look in this week's t- tour portion, it's one of these Torah portions that really mentions a lot of the holy cities. Sure. You have you Hebron, Chavron, you right? Shem. You in the beginning. Yep. You have a mention of Betel, although importantly, Avram does not go to Betel. He goes Bain Ha'ai, Bain Betel. Right Beit El. between, right. Mo- many, many, many uh, uh, archaeologists uh, and, and scholars identify that with Baal, Baal Chatzor, a very tall mountain right between the eye. Where where some people think to identify the eye and Beit El, it's a very tall, very very tall mountain that you could actually see from Jerusalem. If, if, if you could you could see it from Ephrat, you could see it wow. all the way in Shamron. You could see this very tall Stick mountain. It it's sticking up there. Uh, the, today there's also uh, uh, Air Force Intelligence sits up there. Uh, but in any case, he doesn't go to Beit El because Beit El is Yaakov's special place. I think I think that's it's why. Waiting for Yaakov. Right. It's like it's, yeah, and it's not even named Beit El at the time. But you have the name Beit El. You have the name. Shechem, you have the name Chevron, and you have the name, of course, Shalem, which is Jerusalem. And he meets there this 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 somebody that he that identifies with him, okay? Priest of
0: the Most High God. I and mean, it's worth noting that that phrase um, El Elyon is a phrase we use in our liturgy to this day. Right. And so, right. In, in terms of the continuity of consciousness and prayer and relationship to the divine, it doesn't get more foundational than this. Uh,
1: then we're going to have a lot more conversations between. Uh, God and Abraham. Yes. And th- there's an, uh, th- there's, this is a little bit reminiscent of Moses' conversations in Ketisa when he's like, look, reveal yourself to me. It's like, okay, here's. I'm gonna reveal myself to you in this way. So too there are these, how should we say, we're a fly on the wall in this uh, face-to-face interface. Yeah. Not interfaith, interface of between God and man and really, like, like we're, it's a very, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not romantic. Uh, intimate. Intimate. It's a very intimate moment. That's the word I was looking for. It's, it's an intimate moment where, like, and we're, we, are, we are flying the wall. It's almost a little bit like, you know, it's almost like we're really being shown something very, very holy and not something that you could always see, and that is uh, this relationship. And God says to, to Abraham, I'm, uh, to Avram, I'm going to protect you very much um and, Again, and then Avram. and then Avram being a jew <laughs> oh yeah you know is like is like uh me, what i mean what i meant by that is just to clarify before i get some bad emails <laughs> what i meant by that is jews argue with god you're talking with jews, everybody right we we, we talk about why we, it. Why we sometimes, be an exception. sometimes i have some of my beloved gentile friends talk to me and be like why aren't you guys more unified and stuff i'm like that's not what we do that's <laughs> not our thing Okay, we argue, we, we debate, well, that's, that's our thing. If you hear argument, that's the Jewish mating call, you know? You a
0: funny story. <laughs> yeah. that my, my rabbi went to a conference of interfaith leaders, of like different like, imams and priests, and so, he said that the one thing that everybody wanted to know, and when they weren't on panels, and it was just like, why do the Jews treat their rabbis that way?
1: <laughs> they're like, when I
0: walk into a room, everybody reveres me. They listen to what I have to say. Okay, when they're not around me, they might say, but like, why do they treat you that way to your face? <laughs> His answer was, "Have you read the Bible?"
1: Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, but I, what I meant to say is that God says, oh, "I am going to protect you." And the answer is, "Thanks a lot." No, the answer is, "What are you going to give me?" I am Uri. I am childless. Childless, and I have the only the only buddy I have is the only person I have is my my servant, the Messach Eliezer, right? Which is Eliezer, like he's the only one who's who, who can inherit me right now. God says, "Absolutely not." Uh, I'm going to give you a, a, a seed um, and he says to him uh, and it's going to come out from your loins, not an adoption, not anything like that and he takes him outside and this time instead of showing him the earth, he's showing him the stars above. If anybody's really been in the desert or place where he could really see the stars, it's an awe-inspiring moment.
0: It's awesome that Rashi brings a midrash here that makes Abraham the first astronaut. So when it says and he brings him outside, he takes him outside outside of the of the circle of the world. So he actually looks at the stars from the outside. Mm-hmm. Now, aside from the fun and, and the, the drama of the image, it's important to note that in the world in which Avram lived, the stars were definitive of fate. Right? The, 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 there was an understanding that whatever was going to happen was written in the stars. And what God is pointing out to Avram, and this comes through in the Midrash explicitly, is that I understand you're saying to me that you're barren and you have no future because you can read the stars. And you believe that my will is already coming through. And I'm going to tell you something. If you cleave to me, then you exist above that. And just like you see Avram, there has no future, well, I'm telling you something. Avraham, the person that you will become in your relationship to me, there's no boundaries to the number of children I'll have.
1: And, and uh, our Muslim cousins are limited by that way of thinking. They, they think that if it's written, it's a maktub, that's the way it is. Yes, there's okay? a fatalism there. There's a fatalism there, and a lot of times you'll, you'll talk to them about- It's a big like,
0: split in Islamic classic thought. I didn't know that it was so
1: dominant today. Yeah, oh, they'll say to you all the time. They'll say to you, it's Maktoub, and and sometimes that means that they won't take safety precautions because it's written whether whether you're going to live and die. (laughs) I
0: know Jews like that too.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, but that's not a Jewish uh, dominant thing. You have a Jewish mom, she's going to be, make sure you're going to put a... Also, in some chenoness, meaning we don't don't, don't
0: rely on divine intervention. We're we're more the uh, Cromwell crowd. Trust in God, keep your powder dry.
1: That's right, that's right. Or, or, uh, you know, uh, when you're praying, act as it's... Totally up to God And when you're doing Act like it's totally up to you Yep Okay uh, uh, Avram will say Well how do, how do I know That I'm going to inherit the land And here we're going to have One of the central scenes In the book of Genesis Yes And that is the covenant Between the parts Breed bane of Turim And here's here's an awesome Gross scene okay? The breed of the bits Right So here's what's going on here We we have uh, uh, When When When, when Abraham asks for a sign. God says, okay, let's make a sign. And the sign is like this. I want you to take nine animals, and I want you to split them from nose to tail and put the parts facing one another. Itself,
0: a heck of a lot of work. I was it's, thinking about it's that. It's a heck of a lot Could of work. Can you imagine having to split a cow? Go cow, split a cow. It, nose to tail, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a tremendous amount of work.
1: And, and can, you, can, you, can, you, can, you, can you fathom the image?
0: Oh, yeah, it's, it's a bloody mess. It's
1: gruesome. Now, when I was at Yeshiva University, Rabbi Angel taught us that in Ugaritic times, uh, this was actually a way to make a contract between people. You would split an animal and both parties would walk between yeah. the parts. It says
0: explicitly in your Uh So, so
1: this, is the, this is a kind of contract, a contractual thing, which would have been familiar to Abraham. Nine animals is a lot. Big. It's a lot. Um, and so uh, Avram takes all these, he splits them in this manner, and he puts the the the, uh, the 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 halves kind of facing one another. The the two birds that he was also commanded, he did not split. He did not cut up. Okay. Now there's a, there's a great little uh, pause, little commercial break here, and that is the vulture comes down. The vulture comes down. It says the vulture came down because the vultures would come down, right? Because there's nine. Yeah, it There's eighteen pieces. Yeah, <laughs> bloody meat. Uh, can all I over can, the can ground? I have a little bit? I'm also God's creature, here, right? right? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> sharing is caring you know right. it'd
0: be cool just give me some entrails or something
1: yeah I'm sure you don't need all that and it just says that Abraham shooed them away mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, the Muslim movement type people tell you this is something about focus you're in the middle of an awesome moment things want to come and, 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 and mess you up yesterday I was emceeing uh, a big event in Chevron, and that event was the uh, 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 we, we, we opened a brand new archaeological park right at Tell the Rumeda. top of Tel Rumeda, we right. opened up a new archaeological park, and we had there the deputy minister of defense. We had there the minister of agriculture. We had there the head of the, uh, uh, the Parks Authority and all kinds of archaeological folks. And then we had uh, uh, three uh, 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 lessons by archaeologists and, and, uh, and academics about you know where original Chevron was and where was the gates and all these kind of things and where was the original gate into the tomb of the fathers and mothers in Herod's time and then we had actually a, a musician, David Daor David D'Or. Mm-hmm. This guy's famous because he can sing in four octaves. Oh, really? It's something unbelievable and in any case, I was the MC and... Big schud for me, a big, big, big. Like for me, it was like I, I, just, I just love to introduce these kind of people and to, and to praise them and to to show their important work and, and to praise Chevron and all that and to talk about the forefathers, all that. I had one line which I think you would have really liked. I said, I said, we have been loving and connected to this land from Abraham to Avram Azulai, the Chesed Avraham, from Moshe Ben Maimon to Moshe Montefiori, from the Marabam to to Moses Montefiori. Me David Melech, I do David Ben Gurion. Right, Whoa. from David Melech to David Ben Gurion. So I thought that was that was a fun line. In Any case, my point was this. I was totally prepared. I was wearing my, my vest and my brand new tie that I got in America. And I was, I was looking right. I had the paperwork all set up. I was like, I am ready. I also had next to me a Schwebbs bottle of, a small Schweppes bottle of soda and, and a, a, of soda water. And as I was mamash one minute from getting on stage, I opened it up and it went, oh. sh- it spritzed all over my suit, all over my paper stand. Oh, that's
0: a hard moment. And- <laughs>
1: Okay, it was clear water, okay? So yeah, thank come, God. Uh, it, was, it was soda water. Still, that's kind
0: of like spit in the face.
1: CSI I laughed, but, and, and I thought to myself, ha, ha, ha. But this is exactly what it's talking about here, which is like at great moments, great times, there are things that want to come and mess it up. Sure. There are moments, for example, in Nehemiah, Nechemiah, Nechemiah mm-hmm. they're building the wall, but then there's these folks, <laughs> you know, and they're bugging you, and they're sending letters, you know, and, and today with the BDS and the this and that, you're moving forward on a giant thing, and then there's these vultures, vultures they're vultures and they're, and they're in your you know and they're in your they're in your kishkis. they want to eat your kishkes That's what they and do. it's like and it's like <laughs> there's an element that we have to fight them but then there's an element of shoot them away right. shoot them no, away it's,
0: it's very true uh, and I can tell you specifically in prayer where I know the Muslim movement um, discusses this often is that there's, there's an uh, instinctive reaction we have to want to struggle and what it does is it empowers these distracting thoughts or these sometimes even these distracting movements Right, whereas oftentimes the response that like you said is to just really just dismiss them. Like
1: look Right.
0: It's not important. This is not where we're going, it's not what's happening now.
1: Very good. Uh the splitting of the parts and then uh the, on that day Hashem made a covenant with Abraham, with Avram, saying I'm gonna give you this land from the from the river of Egypt, ostensibly the Nile, some people say El Arish, until the Great River the Euphrates—that's a whole chunk of land—and then he names, and that's
0: why everyone sees us as
1: expansionist, right? And then he names, but it's not more than that, though. No, <laughs> <good>. Even <laughs> expansionist has its limits, right? And then it says, then it says that, that that you will conquer, and it names the ten nations. Yes, three more nations than are mentioned as Elsewhere. Canaanite nations. Right. Okay, so so there'll be there'll be an expansionist element, maybe at the end of time. Uh, and the other thing, the other thing that happens here is that. Is that uh, Abraham is knocked out? A a, a a a a he is he is anesthetized. Is anesthetized. Well, so that's right. what it would be, right? Anesthetized. That's right. Uh, and what happens is, is that it's it says that uh, what that 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 a a a pillar of 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 smoke and a flame of fire passed between these parts. Right. Yishai Fleischer's chiddush on this. Okay? and then oh and then it says right afterwards it says know this Avram." Um, a little deeper a little,
0: know this Avram. Yeah, n-
1: right know this Avraham uh, Avram, that your children will be uh, uh, strangers in a land that's not theirs and they will be enslaved for 400 years
0: yeah, it's important to note that it's at B'rit Ben at this covenant between the pieces that the prophecy of the suffering in Egypt is given. And there are deep questions in terms of how that is an answer to Avram's question of how we know that his children will inherit the land.
1: Right, right. And here's the answer. Here's the potential answer. The second part of that phrase is, um, and they will be enslaved, but the second part is, and they will, I will judge that nation that enslaved them, and your children will leave with great wealth. wealth. And then... You see this, this pillar of smoke and fire go through these pieces. What is that? What is that? That is a YouTube clip, a mini vision of the splitting of the Red Sea.
0: Right, because of the pillar of smoke and fire. pillar that, of smoke and fire the, the children through in these the bar, right?
1: very dramatic splits. Mm. Okay, very dramatic, super dramatic motion. And uh, Avram's knocked out and he sees a vision. Of
0: what it's going to be. What
1: it's going to be. And your, your children will be born on that day right that is when your children that's when your nation is going to be born on that day i like it okay that that's like that's it. what he's sending him and uh and i i think that like wow like he gave him the full vision yes of of, of that's of very the, strong okay so then you go to ten nations fine okay still though back still to, doesn't have any kids right back <laughs> to practicality
0: yeah well he wakes up in the morning he's still childless
1: and this is why the Torah is so fabulous, because we just had this, like, it should have yeah, been... Yeah, I
0: know God said that, but... It uh, should have been, like,
1: the end, yeah. right? And then his wife was
0: pregnant, and,
1: you know... And they all lived happily ever after, and it's all good. No, no, no. no. <laughs> right? The, right? After the brief of the are like, the end. No, no. Uh, uh, Sarai takes uh, her handmaiden, Hagar, who is an, an Egyptian handmaiden, this is after 10 years of living in the land, which also teaches us halacha. Just a
0: hand-made in Egypt. What? <laughs> what? Handmade
1: in Egypt. Handmade in Egypt. Is this a handmaiden or handmade in Egypt? No, handmaiden from Egypt, okay? <laughs> and after 10 years, this is halachic. We learned something here, which is a person can get divorced if they haven't had children in 10 years. A new 10 years is counted once they're coming to the land of Israel. We learned it from here. Yes. Okay, fine. Um, she, she becomes a pregnant Sarai is angry. She starts ripping Abraham, Hamasi alecha. I've given you my handmaiden. and And now she doesn't treat me with respect anymore. Well,
0: it was interesting that Rashi injects oh my God, it goes right into, of, like family oh tension. which is most of this, the rest of the book of Brashid. but um Rashi injects Honey, an important. I just
1: talked with God. He said everything's going to be all right. It's like, no.
0: well, because what is and that's why Rashi injects a very important element of her anger. Because what she's angry about, she says, you prayed for you to have children, not for us.
1: Oh. Fff. Where was Rabbi Mike when you needed them? Oh, it is some a counseling. big
0: mistake there. You need some counseling there, folks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I would have <laughs> wanted to sit with with Avram and Sarai.
1: Uh, that would have been, been something, though.
0: It would have been a little bit too much for me, I think. But it's not, But it's a nice- uh, Couples work in general, I find very challenging.
1: Okay, but you do it, though. You do, do it. That's it's right. Um okay so that's so wait a minute we were at the godly high level god you know told him he's going to make a covenant with him and uh, this and you're going to see the the splitting of the red sea and and uh, you're going to get the ten nations back to the home front things are messing up abraham uh, uh is it's not his beloved wife sarai is pregnant it's this egyptian handmaiden ouch now the wife Sarai is angry at the Egyptian handmaiden. Who, who, let's
0: remember the, who she gave to Avram for this express right, purpose. Right, so
1: the, A man might a, might a man might think that the woman is being irrational at this point. Um, you know, and there, there could be tension but he would here. be wrong. He would be wrong. Exactly. Of course, he would be wrong. I meant that. And and uh, and, and 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 then, well, well Hagar runs away, and here uh,
0: I mean that's, a, that's an interesting characterization. She was driven out ran away. She was driven she, out. Sound uh, familiar?
1: Okay, okay, okay. No, I'm, I'm saying in any case, she, well, let's see what the word is here. Uh, she runs away. No, she runs away. This yes, is not. Whatever,
0: it says. Like he says He says, He right. says, Here, do what you want to her. And then she runs away. Right. Okay. He says, That's right. That's right. She, 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 she made her life
1: miserable and she, she split. She made her life miserable. She split. And uh, Hagar, here, of, of the first of two times, will see an angel of God. Yes. And the angel of God will, will basically sh- sh- bless her. Um, and she. he says, you're going to have a son. You're going to call his name Ishmael. Why? Because God heard your, your calls. Mm-hmm. Later on, the uh, other midrashim will say his name is Ishmael because God will hear about the bad stuff that he does at the end of time. There's different versions of that. But in any case, we're also told who the Arab people are going to be. Vuyi per adam. It's going to be. Oh, a, a, a well, you made a big leap. Okay, there. I made a big leap. Okay, okay, fine. I, I was about to uh, reverse course on that. It, it, it is traditional to believe that the Arabs come from Ishmael.
0: True. Okay. Which, on one hand, offers a tremendous potential for reconciliation, right. and the other one, like you said, the the and it's a challenge in general. Like the biblical characterization of of peoples of a, of a spiritual psychology or a national, you know, um, culture is something which once upon a time was taken for granted. Right you know and and now has been subject for good reasons and bad to a deconstruction
1: i, I think it's it's healthy even in terms of in terms of even our understanding because because the because because, uh, because the arabs part of the arab world today in our region identify themselves as palestinians palestinians is a lot like philistines what all i mean to say is uh i have a a, a intellectual uh distinction that i make between ishmaelites and philistines mm-hmm Ishmaelites as makes as well, right? Ishmaelites is my cousin, and I may have a war with him, but I also have respect for him. He too is part of the bond. He too has he's Abraham's son, and I still may have conflict with him, but we have respect. Philistines, sure. for example, what's happening in Gaza in the last few weeks? Philistines, I have no respect for. They're not part of that covenant. They are marauders, well, invaders. Well, that's what the word means, right? So 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 I, I want to always want to write this article but I'm afraid I'll be like run out of Taylor Reed <laughs> right which is which is Ishmaelite versus Palestinian those are two different things and when I meet an Arab I like to make a distinction when I meet him and talk with him for a while him or her usually to him because hers don't talk to you so much and I uh I make a distinction in my mind is he an or or a uh definition I say is he an Ishmaelite or a Philistine yeah a philistine i had there's no recourse for he's at war with me it, forever it's an
0: uncompromising position right
1: ishmaelite no we could still we could still work we could work that out right, right. any You're case right. so 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 um uh here she is being told that hagar is being told that she's going to have an ishmael he's going to be a wild man says the torah he tells her that para adam a wild a wild yeah, human being. Not, like
0: a man of the wilderness like he's out there he's not part of the uh the social structure and uh, etc. He's that's why he says Yadobakol, Yad Right, that his hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. He's not part of the civilization structure, and and um, it's interesting in that light as you're characterizing right now to look at the posture of the Arab world. That on one hand, you don't get more part of the global structure in the Arab world. I mean, the oil wealth radiating from the Gulf states is, is foundational to the social structure right. at the same time there are elements within Arab society right now and particularly within the Islamic face of the Arab society which are pushing against the entire world order so it, it, it's hard to know which face is coming through that's
1: right and this guy this new guy what is his name Mohammed bin Salman the the crown prince
0: oh yeah awkward Killing journalists in your embassy, right?
1: And 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 he in general has this face on of like we're modern. Oh we're yeah, stable. he's the happy
0: smiley face of, of, uh, right. of a, of, of a the, the, retrograde kingdom. Let, in let, the let, Arabian let's let just call
1: it the way Time Magazine called it, which is charm offensive. That was that they yeah. have a picture of him yeah. and he's blotting out the, even the time the word Time Magazine. You know how they love to do that, and it says charm offensive. Like okay, he's trying to put on a happy smiley uh, face on on uh, on this what you called it like a pretty regressive regime.
0: Right like <laughs> it's a desert monarchy they they just started to let women drive cars I, I, like i'm sorry like, like it's just hard for me to relate seriously to the to a world in in which like w- we as a people are put on the same playing field with like with a with a desert monarchy that doesn't let women drive cars like I just I find the I hard to take the world seriously. Did you recently, by the way? Did you notice who just got elected to the Human Rights Council of the UN? I,
1: I'm sorry, I missed that one. I was no. like
0: Somalia and and like Bahrain, and I'm like, I mean, you can't make this stuff
1: up. Yeah, then, it's yeah. just it's absurd. The United States left the Human Rights Council because of that very absurdity. By the way, you know, you know, uh, I just want to tell you, as and you put on your history hat for a second. Sometimes I wonder about the Wilson and not joining the League of Nations and that kind of stuff. He wanted
0: to. Congress didn't back him.
1: Right. Okay. But that whole idea of that Mm -hmm. America wouldn't. And I'm thinking to myself, why would they do that today? Living into time today, I'm like, oh, I understand now why a power wouldn't want to submit to this conglomeration of these like wackadoodle powers. Yeah,
0: because when you're a lion, you're not letting the monkeys make decisions in the jungle your attitude on on power is well i'm the king you guys want to help me out here great but but don't like bind me to your your little council there where suddenly i'm not a lion anymore i'm just one of the monkeys it just doesn't it doesn't work that way now one could say that the world would be better off if there were some sort of a sort of overarching agreement that we were all equal in 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 power and participation
1: but that's not the way the world works quite the opposite there's a, there's an effort to undermine those little those little monkey uh, banana republics want to
0: well, just the, the best example is that the human rights council of the united nations has one standing item on their agenda right agenda 7 which is the condemnation of of israel vis-a-vis our relationship with the palestinians this you can think whatever you want and 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 those of you who know me know that i have I have a lot, of, a lot of mixed feelings about the nature of our relationship, but you can't tell me that there's nothing else in the world that, that deserves constant attention That's right. other than that.
1: Okay. So we, we've, uh, we've talked about the, um, the covenant that God says, I'm going to give you children. I'm going to give you this land and they're going to be like the stars and they'll be like the earth And they'll be numerous, and it's from this this, uh, uh, river to this river, and you're going to get rid of these ten nations, all these things. Sounds great. But what are you going to do for me, Abraham? What are Mm. you going to do for me? And the other part of that covenant, the other side of that covenant, uh, is when God says to him, uh, I want you to walk before me and be whole, be pure, or be be simple, or be perfect. Tamim. Tamim, that great word, right, which is... I am I am El Shaddai who who is who is who what is that name that is the name of of the god who also gives children okay that is my parish i have i every time you see the word but the word shaddai is also like breasts sure. like mother's milk okay sure. and so it's y- a singular if, of the word breast right and if you look ubiquitously it is always tied into having children okay to to mm. children and by the way that is also the name that we ascribe on the mezuzah which is the home, which is the womb, which is the, the mother's domain. It's it's the- it's The, the vessel li- for bringing children. I like to call it, and I don't know if they'll fly here in Pardes I like to call it the tefillin for, for for the woman, okay? Yeah, I don't think that would fly here. Okay, it wouldn't fly, and I'm not <laughs> limiting people to domestic roles. I'm not saying that that is a limiting factor, but- But it's a very
0: important role. If you as a people want to survive, thrive, and, and grow in your mission in the world, Right. there, there needs to be- the the mother energy in the home,
1: right? So you have father is on the go. He's got his portable porto scrolls, okay. And then and then and then you have mother. I just wish
0: people could see the gesture he just made. The porto porto scrolls. scrolls. right? He's
1: got the porto scrolls on his head, and then you have. The, the the mother that energy I like that the word that energy because that n- not limiting into personages but no listen energy,
0: as the cook in my house I put on right, that energy when right, I come home exactly. I'm like, hey, i like I got to bring it out yeah.
1: I, I like to say about Israel that it's a masculine energy country that doesn't mean that women are masculine it means as a society we're taking a more masculine approach it is a the pretty guidelines. driving place okay uh so anyway be be whole be perfect what am I asking in return. You gotta take a covenant of the flesh. Yes. Okay? that covenant of the flesh is that you gotta lop off this extra part, uh, the, the, the foreskin, and that actually makes you whole and pure. There's something. That's, there's some kind of completion of creation. There's some kind of imperfection in the way you actually are. I love, by the way, the name of the folks who are fighting against it. The, the, they came up with the greatest name. Yeah, for sure.
0: Intactivists.
1: Intactivists. That is just great.
0: There is a beautiful feeling when you come up with a good name or a oh, good tagline. It, uh, there's something uh, like even like when that. my
1: enemies do something, I'm just like... Pfft.
0: I thought of a tagline for my consultancy. Yes, let's hear it. Right, Ralph Mike? Content... Like you never imagined.
1: You affect content like you never imagined. That's great. I love about it about the imagination. Okay, man. and I and I, with the help of one of our listeners, that came up with a tagline for Israel: Israel, land of blessings. Ooh, land of blessings. I like Come that. get your blessing. Yeah, and the blessing could be anything. Could be cherry tomatoes. Sure. It could be. It, it could be wine. It could be anything. Whatever. It's a land of blessings. It's I like It's a it. land of blessings. That's what it is. Okay. In any case, yeah, there's nothing like uh, great, um, uh, a great tagline and a great name and all that stuff. So the,
0: the, we've spoken about it, I'm sure, before, but it's important to sort of reiterate what you just said is that the, the depth of the covenant which is made between God and Abram here is that he becomes a partner in his own creation. He's not created imperfect. He's created incomplete. And, and it's true that by removing a portion of himself, he does this completion, and that's the tension between the Hayat Hamim, which in its simple sense means be whole, and his wholeness actually comes through a removal. And because it's, it's very important that the Torah is telling you Like, yes, of course, the world is an expression of God's will, but don't assume that means the way you look at the world is the way the world ought to be. The world is an expression of God's will, and part of God's will is get to work and make it better. And Avram becoming Avraham, as he does in that moment, is the embodiment of the task of Am Yisrael to push creation forward. That's what we're doing, people. Don't lose sight of the mission. And that
1: comes from... Like, that comes from from cutting off a foreskin?
0: Absolutely. Because what does God say? God says, I could do this. I could have created you that way. But then you would forever remain an object of my subjectivity. You would be Mm -hmm. an object of creation. What I want in the world is a subject, to be a creator. Go back to the first chapter of creation, right? God has a Uh, subject-object relationship. Do you see
1: that there's a relationship here between what we talked about when Abraham meets Shem? Like, he meets the other who is like him who gets it? Yes, and there's like a, a big moment there. Right and here, it's what you're saying this is, is what like, God wants in the world precisely. Right. That's right. why we say that. And that's humanity, what it means. I want to walk. I want you to walk in front of me. I want you to be your own entity, as opposed to being a automaton. As, as opposed to Noah,
0: who et Elohim, he walked right. next to God. I hold right. God's hand. I'm with right. you. Right. God says, I don't. Okay, that's nice. I don't want you with me. I want you out front. I'll follow you. Right. Right. And that's what it means, by the way, to be created, Elohim, in the image of God. Right. Think about what precedes that. Is the image of God is as the absolute subject of the story. His freedom of his subjectivity is expressed through creation. So Avram becomes Avraham by participating in his own creation. Right. And then that unleashes his power to change the world. Do you
1: know what a key component in all this is? Uh, it's going to sound a little where, weird, but a key component here is, is, we call it in, in Hasidu, we call it azut Dusha. Uh-huh. Or chutzpah There's a certain amount of chutzpah, and God says, "I want you to like, like I want you to walk before me." I, like you said, I will follow you. God says, "I will follow you." It takes a certain amount of chutzpah, and that's a key component in the Jewish thing. This chutzpah has to come with honor and respect, and with with uh, uh, you, you know really being understanding that you're nothing and all that kind of stuff. And yet, and yet, and yet.
0: Well, and we'll talk about it next week when we get in in Va'era when it really comes to fruition. But where, what story does this really reach its sort of ultimate expression in? When God says to Avram, I'm going to destroy a Avram looks at him and says, you can't do
1: that. Right. What? <laughs> but he, he talks as the perfect Jewish PR agent. Yeah, he's we'll like, go there. He's we'll like, listen, there. you know, God, it's really not good for your name. I, I want to, okay, can I advise you? Yeah, that's, that's
0: the after effect. We'll, we'll talk about this, but you're absolutely correct. No, I think, an I, think there's an element, I think there's an element that
1: we are PR agents for God. I think there's an element of that in a real way. I
0: that's why it says, Necheskel, that the that the Jews will be returned from exile, not for our sake, but because God is tired that His name should be desecrated amongst right.
1: the nations. That's right. Um, and so Abraham does that. He he he, he hears that call, and uh, um, he un- understands that it's actually meant to be on the eighth day. Uh, but his son is thirteen. His son Ishmael. And, and he's
0: he, in his nineties,
1: right? And and they both right exactly. There's 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 going to be a uh, intense surgery that that, that's happening here. Um but Avraham does it. Uh Avraham does it and and he will become whole in the flesh. He's old but 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 he's renewed. And it's only through this new Avram physically and now we're gonna get to Avraham in his new name that Isaac is going to be born. So there's going to be a change of a person and this is what one one time an old Yemeni told me. He's like Ishmael is not Avraham's son. He's Avram's son. Exactly. And he's also the son that came before the circumcision. Correct. Okay, so it's a different
0: person. It's, it's a very important insight. I mean, aside from the yeah. obvious physical difference that, is that um, the covenantal relationship which emerges out of circumcision between God and Avram, Avraham, right, finds its fruition in Yitzchak. And, and Yishmael is expressive of a different relationship with God. His a relationship with God. His name is Yishmael sure. And, sure. and and Ali Yomazet to this very day. One of the things I I often envy positively amongst the Muslims is their sort of national devotion to prayer. Yes, it, it, and it's something to not only be envied but emulated. Is like a Absolutely. very important, very important um, if cultural ever momentum seen prayer, there? And,
1: and this happens here in Israel all the time. It'll happen here in Tel all the time. You'll you'll walk past the corner. And there's there's a uh, Muslim like. Do he's not. He's not like a Jew. On. He's
0: not like a Jew mumbling in the corner. No, he's, he's prostrating himself to his God. Yeah, and 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 uh, to our God, to the God. We may have differences about names. My,
1: my 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 good Arab friend who doesn't want to identify himself as he says to me the other day he says to me, "I reject the Palestinian identity. I reject Islamic nationalism, and I reject the, Isl- uh, uh, the and I reject the Muslim religion." That's what he told me. Okay. Ooh. He's he's, a, he's an he's a, ostensibly an Arab friend of mine. He says no, Allah is not your God. Allah comes from Alat, which is the Kaaba stone, which is an, which is a, a true to God, old school desert idolatry. Okay, I
0: got news here. We could do that linguistic analysis on a lot of our names of God too.
1: Okay, but we are well, we are monotheists and we don't have idolatry. But in any case, so, so are the Muslims. So he so he says he says that. In his he, mind, he disagrees. He disagrees, and there, he and he and he has what to. He grew be up comment. in that world. That's it. Yeah, he has what to, to, to say about that. But in any case, uh, where were we? Um, uh, well, that's I think right. We you were said
0: post- prostrating ourselves in a corner. And that's right. Those. But
1: you said there's a difference between Avram and in the birth of Ishmael without the circumcision, and Avraham with a circumcision. And, and specifically,
0: the nature of the relationship to God, which becomes embodied in the child.
1: Right, exactly. And that child is being foretold as well. As Ishmael was being foretold in this week's Torah portion, before he's born, so too is Yitzhak going to be foretold. It's hard for Abraham to believe it. He he laughs, okay? And that laughter is also foreshadowing his name. You're going to call him Yitzhak. And I'm going to, and, and here's uh, the official line here, folks, which is God says, he doesn't say not with Ishmael, but he says, I'm going to make my covenant with isaac with yitzhak and yes to ishmael i have heard you and i have blessed him and, and i have and i have increased him very much and he's going to have 12 princesses issuing from him and he's going to be a big giant nation but 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 that briti with isaac i shall continue this special covenant who and with asher teled sarah sarah not sarai she gets a name change as well is going to be the one that's going to issue forth this child in a year henceforth. Okay, so Abraham becomes the uh, father of many nations. We're told that Isaac is going to be his continuation. Sarai, uh, uh, her yud pops off later on to be given to 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 uh, to Joshua. Yeshua. Okay, but she gets a different name now. She's a she's a you know a, a mother of nations. She is a Sarah. She's also a, a princess. Min, a princess, and. Uh, and then the Torah portion finishes off with, with all that, yes, Abraham circumcises himself and he circumcises Ishmael at 13 years old. It was in this day, it was specifically on this very day, it says, that he did this act. And Ishmael, important notice here at the end, Ishmael is part of that covenant.
0: Absolutely. And I think it holds out a lot of hope for the restoration. And, and so we ending here on this note of Berur, of, of a clarification but it is, and it's very important to know that God is very clear on, on the line of the covenant. At the same time, it's very clear on the fact that that doesn't mean that the, his relationship with Ishmael disappears. And, and, and this is one of the things that we as a people struggle with today is understanding the nature of our covenant with God and not having that to be exclusive of other people's relationship. But it's also one of the things that the world is struggling with is that the notion that the Jews have a special covenant with God is, let's just say, not so popular.
1: Right. Right. You know, and it's not always... Uh but at the end though the, that relationship is going to be a blessing for the other nations and that's the, the bigger consciousness and I think a, a certain humility has to come into all of us that we're the Jews we're the servants of God we're not the servants of ourselves it's not our genius that is the uh, that, that is the, the the big thing that's counted for us but it's the service of God and the nations have to say this is the straw this is the channel this is the conduit through Israel that's the way God wanted it and we too have as nations have to accept that and honor that and if we bless Israel we shall be blessed that's right just we like we shall be blessed
0: the Power and the king of stone and recognizing the the miraculous and the godly or looking for the real politique and the power which one do you want to be
1: all right rabbi mike for i want to thank you last week you said something which i think was very useful to many of our fans and listeners we we asked of course for support uh because people that do the kinds of things that we do need your support and need your uh right, help contribution make it and and my good friend jake said don't use the word support. Donation says contribution because they're part of something. Ah. So that's what Jake says. God bless you, Jake. God bless you, Andy. God bless you, all the good folks that are that are friends and listeners. You also said, Rabbi Mike, last week, uh, that uh, that another form of contribution is sharing. Absolutely. Okay. Help spread that message. Help the ministry push forward um uh rate us highly if possible rabbi mike's other show also a fabulous show on, on this great network which is the land of israel network land of the land of israel.com don't forget the v the land of israel.com share like uh rate highly write a comment on on itunes and etc and all the other uh, uh, forms where, where you find it uh that's what helps it spread today okay help google do the right thing, okay? Help Google do the right thing. They need that help. They need that help today. Uh, I remember when they started, uh, their, remember their tagline was, don't be evil. Remember that? That was their original tagline. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> How things have changed. In uh, yeah. any case, God bless you, yeah. Google. I'm you know often. what? God bless you, Google. You've done only good for me, mostly good for me. Other than that, that you've tracked me and kept every piece of information about me that, that I wish you didn't. Other than <laughs> that, admit. other than that, you've also helped me a lot and be more productive. So God bless you as well. God bless you folks Wherever you are Please stay tuned We'll be right back With the Maka Fleischer uh, Quarter of the show Half of the show Whatever it is Rabbi Mike Furr I want to thank you very much And thank you for uh, Launching us into Lech Lecha You launched us into space A little bit today uh, And you've launched us Into uh, a pathway Towards towards ourselves Towards redemption uh, Towards a greater consciousness With Abraham Thank you very much
0: It should be for a Bracha
1: Amen God bless you folks Stay tuned Stay strong Stay connected We'll be right back And Shalom
0: victorious warriors win first and then go to war, says Sun Tzu, while defeated warriors go to war first and then seek to win. Well, I don't know if I'm at war, but I'm definitely seeking victory on the behalf of God, and I feel like if that can come about, then we'll all be winners. Because I'm Rav Mike Foyer, and this is The Jewish Story. Join Rav Mike Foyer for the best Jewish history podcast, The Jewish Story. On the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com
1: Shalom everybody and welcome back to the Eshai Fleischer Show broadcasting live this half from Judea and welcome to the show Maka Fleischer Shalom and welcome
2: Thanks so much Eshai good to be back yet
1: again Thanks again for being with us and Maka I want to say that uh, one piece of news we have two little pieces of media news I guess Uh, one is that our uh, new flag page is up, right? If on the, go, the
2: that's website. That's right.
1: If you go to youshifleyshow.com, you can go to I think it's forward uh, slash.
2: Flag project.
1: Flag, I think, dash project. Okay, and I think there might be a little dash there. But in any case, you can see it on the navigation bar. And we have their pictures of some of the people who have received the flags and have put them up in their house. Uh, and you can now be part of it. The page is still a little bit being worked on, but it's already there. Uh, And if you want an amazing flag from the land of Israel that has flown in beautiful places and support the renewal of those flags and have one of those flags for yourself in your house, then you can say to the world that this flag flew over Jerusalem or over Hebron and you were able to to keep flying it wherever you are out there. Uh, It's an awesome uh, little project. I'm very proud of it. And we do have about like 15 flags right now. In the house, well, that I, that's, so that's and there, a lot. There's
2: a variety, too. So, right, you there's can a variety really where it's going to come from. There's, there's your, giant, there's, there's humongoid,
1: there's humongoid, and then there's big, and then there's flag. And, and you can get it. So, please go to com and go to the flag. And you, of course, help out our, our show and our efforts. And you also help out, for example, what Ben Shapiro told me is very important, which is to promote. Uh, uh, our Facebook and our YouTube and all our stuff. And that brings me to, because if you donate to the Flag Project, it also helps us with our, some of our other projects. And I'm talking about uh, the brand new video that we just put out yesterday. And that video is uh, about how many Jews are there in the Middle East and how many Arabs are there in the Middle East. Watch the video. It's gone mini viral. It's mini-viral. one of my
2: favorite videos that you have done. It's a, it's I really a, like it. It's informational. It's informational. It's entertaining. Yes. Interesting. Yep. Not that long.
1: That's right. It's a minute and a half, and it's in conjunction with our good friends at Boomerang, who are doing video activism uh, for Israel, so that's a lot of fun, and I have a lot more of those uh, in the pipeline. I'm very excited about this project, actually. I really think this is a good project, uh, a project that I like, so uh, help us make it happen by also watching, clicking, liking, forwarding, sharing, and supporting.
2: Yes. There's a lot of great stuff going on. There's also some not so great stuff going on. Um, yesterday, there was a horrible attack on Beersheba. Suddenly, in the middle of the night, 3.39 a.m., the red alert, uh, or some people call it the code red, early warning system went off in Beersheba right. and some surrounding areas, and people had just seconds to run to for cover. So... This single mother, Miri Tamano, pulled her three sons, 8, 9, and 12 years old, to the bomb shelter in the middle of the night. Wow. Locked the door, and then kaboom! Massive direct hit on her house. They were treated for shock, the family. Police arrived at the scene. Firefighters arrived at the scene to... Um, to like disconnect any electrical anything and put away any kind of uh, threats of fire or a further explosion. The house, the, everyone was okay. Wow. I mean, you know, so okay as relative. Night, no one was physically harmed.
1: Middle of the night and, and the sound goes off and you think to yourself.
2: It's ah, probably nothing. Nothing
1: or whatever. Not no, this lady, she, not
2: Mary Tamano. She, pills she drags her kids. She's like, get into the bomb shelter. Wow. Seconds in the middle of the night, they run Slamo right into her house the house has been condemned as unlivable it is a uh, threat of collapse oh my gosh um it's a it's a miracle right it's a miracle that that they were all right it's a miracle that the bomb shelter stood up to the blast um but she is homeless now, this is not the first time, to my great chagrin. This is not the first time that something like this has happened. So, some of us might wonder, what is the process now? What does the state of Israel do um, for people like this? So, here's basically what happened. She first gets some assistance.
1: I'm looking at the pictures of, of yeah, the her house, house right now. is
2: it's a beautiful, beautiful home, and it, it's completely it gone. Yeah, yeah I mean, char- it was roiled. Um The first thing that happens is that she is eligible for assistance from a special fund managed by the property tax department of the Israel tax authority. When terrorists attack your house, you you start to get automatic assistance from the government. Some of it is immediate and some of it takes some time. The department said yesterday that it would send officials to assess the damage to the home, which I mean anyone who looks at the pictures is like, okay, totolos as they say in Israel, yeah. like that's a scrap. To- total they lost los. all their possessions. The whole thing was blown out. Right. So anyway, the the authorities said that it would transfer 10,000 shekels to the family within 24 hours. In the first 24 hours, 10,000 shekels, which is two, about $2,700, just to like Make it. stabilize them for the first week. Right. You know? Um there are there's more compensation that she's going to get. Just a hotel
1: for example is like 800 shekel a night.
2: Well, I don't know if it's like that in Beersheba, but it could be. She also has family. Right. Yeah, it's expensive. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that works. But yeah, it takes a little bit of time and money. So she's going to be eligible for a, a fund to rebuild her house. The government is going to give her money to rebuild the house, but that takes some months of time. Right. Um, The Jewish Agency for Israel responded to an appeal. She basically went on TV and was like, we have nothing. Can you send us, like, toothbrushes, soap? Like, stuff like that. Like, they have absolutely nothing. So um, the Jewish Agency for Israel also granted 4,000 shekels, just like a little... I mean, that's not that much money, right? But the Jewish agency granted her uh, $1,100 for their needs for the day. And that grant was apparently donated by the Jewish community of Montreal. Um, The family is also eligible for a 25000 shekel, which is $6,800 recovery grant from the Victims of Terror Fund. Um, but it's unclear when that will be available. So that's just like a small snapshot of what it looks like the day after you wake up. God forbid, lo alechem, not on you. That the day after you wake up from an attack. Now it, this all seems good, right? And I, we're all relieved that this woman is getting some kind of like immediate assistance. But you can see also that it's not like she w- they dropped fifty thousand dollars on her and were like, "Honey, it's going to be okay." It's like she's gonna. She's now going to be a little bit up a creek for a while trying to rebuild her life
1: right but uh, it's a
2: miracle that she has a life to rebuild i exactly. mean she and her children are safe
1: absolutely that is a miracle that is an absolute miracle but what's not a miracle is what's happening out of gaza Malcolm. that's not a miracle that is a uh, um you know you could talk about god and you could talk about you know um god's protection and god's plan we were there when the jewish people were evacuated evicted from gaza and now malka it's been it's been now 14 years and it's all been just horrible just horrible crap it was just the worst stuff and and basically what can i say to you when you show weakness when you evict Jews out of their own homeland when you empower the terrorists and this reminded me by the way and i asked some folks to help me research this why did Jews actually move in to settle in Gaza, the Gaza Strip? Because it was of this. Because of this kind of terrorism. And then the government decided we have to settle. Listen, pay attention now. We have to settle this area in order to stick our fingers into their eye and get get, get Create stability in this region. Right? Separate them out and move the army in so that... They wouldn't have the ability to terrorize us like this.
2: Right. And the, the, those communities, which were called Gush Katif, those, those communities actually Shai, suffered a lot of terrorism. It's not like there was no terrorism after that. There right. was plenty of terrorism. In fact, there was some really, really gruesome terrorism. There was also Kassam rockets. If you remember these like little horrible rockets that used to land all the time. And we saw them ourselves. Yes, we heard them yes, ourselves. but what's the point? The point is, Ishai, that that it didn't stop any terrorism. It just moved the terrorism closer to Gaza.
1: Wrong. It did stop terrorism. It didn't stop it totally. But it actually separated them out. That's exactly my point, Malka, which is that the- uh, What the I'm ori- saying,
2: Yishai, is that there was still lots of terrorism out of Gaza. There was still a lot, but not like there this. There was on it a weekly basis terror out of Gaza.
1: That was, first thing that was more towards the end when we stopped being as strong, but the original idea was to separate the, the, the Gaza Strip into, many, into five little pieces and to control them and to subdue them. And this is my new line about the Middle East, Malka. Subdue or be subdued. Subdue or be subdued. That's, that's basically the equation with, with, with Hamas types. Subdue or be subdued. And we were subduing them. We weren't doing it fully, faithfully, completely. No, we weren't. Okay, there was terrorism. But they didn't have the massive rocketeering, tunneling, ballooning, and this, this stuff. And so I heard today a farmer talking on the, on the radio. And he says, he's like, everybody had a, had a big shock yesterday that one rocket landed in Beersheva. He's like, Whoop de doo, we've had like I think he said there were five hundred rockets in the last few months. Uh, with all the various little uh You
2: mean the balloons? Uh, he yeah
1: i guess projectiles of different sorts and there's more than that in any case he's like we've been under attack why is that a red line we've been yeah it's it's
2: that's that's absolutely correct and that is they say that half the forests next to gaza have been burned down burned down and and not to mention where's all and we're all kind of like oi 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 because it's far away right it seems far away it's not far away at all actually it seems far away so we're like "Ugh, that's too bad but in reality the people on the periphery there next to gaza are really being terrorized everyone's afraid of balloons the balloon which is sick by the way which is a sick thing that that people have to be afraid of like children's party balloons now the um children are being taught not to touch any balloons that they find in the streets anything like that and balloons are showing up also in like non-Gaza-related areas in the center of Israel. Do you
1: remember that years ago we were on a on a, our first radio station, which was Arutz Sheva, Israel National Radio, and there was also attacks on Gaza, and we went down there, and we uh, collected money from people and shopped? Yes. And gave- I
2: remember that so well because of how much I love shopping. And we went down. I, w- I think I was pregnant with Leah Batsion. That's possible. So that's my oldest child. That must have been 11 years ago. And we went down to... Um, we went down to Sderot, which had been under a really powerful attack. And we decided that we're going to go, uh, that we're going to raise money through Israel National Radio. We put out an appeal over the airwaves or over the digital waves the net, there, the, the net, net, net waves. waves. We raised like $6,000 or something like that. Or maybe it was 6,000 shekels. 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 Sorry, not exactly. Bus, yeah. so that would have been really fun. 6,000 shekels, yeah. which I guess is about uh, 1,500... Dollars, L- something like little, that yeah. and we went shopping in Sderot um, this was also like a thing that other people were doing at the time we didn't create the idea but there was a big push to infuse the, eco- the economy down there with a little bit of cash for the small business owners we went to clothing stores we went to school supply stores it was in the summertime we went to toy stores and we bought 6,000 shekels worth of all kinds of gear, especially for children, children's clothes and things. We basically picked out, we were in a store, we picked out a a little girl and we were like, we saw her there with her mom and I think we asked her about the situation and how it's been and she told us it was hard and we're like, we're buying your kid clothes right now. That's right, that's right. And we bought her like crazy amounts of skirts and shirts and backpack for school and, and crayons and dolls and all this stuff. And we bought way more than she needed and we sent it all home with her. And we said, we said, we're going to bring this all to your house. We We dropped it all off at her house and we said, like, give it out to your friends, you know, like, and, and they were very, very, they were very moved and very happy. Notice
1: that this story that we're just telling right now ties into the first story, which is this lady uh, and, and her children in this house. and, and it all ties into, well, it ties into, first thing, that we're not doing enough against the bad guys. Right. And that the good people that are being hurt, they're kind of anonymous. They're not all the Ari Folds out there. They're just right. simple folks. Yeah, there's
2: not like video of the heroic uh, ventures right. of these people. Right. They're, just, right.
1: they're just simple folks. Uh, simple. They're just good folks, regular people living in the land. And, and Israelis, for God's right. sake. And they're being hurt, and we don't know much about them. And we watch them wherever we are in the news. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget that I was in Arizona in Phoenix, and an older gentleman comes up to me. And when you're when you're giving a talk, people come up to you afterwards if they like your talk. You don't know if somebody's a you know a really serious person or just you just don't know. Sure. You just don't know. This guy comes up to me and he and and I you know see an older an older gentleman look like eighty. You oh. know, mm-hmm. comes up to me and he takes out his phone and I don't know what he's up to. And he goes, look, I have the the red. Alert, Red alert app. Mm-hmm. He said to me, and he's like, every time a rocket goes off, I pray for the safety of That's Israel. That's nice. I never forgot that. We um, should all be doing
2: things like that. Th- it was a gentile. He was a gentile. Well, and that just goes there to show. You you, go.
1: But like this, this, we gotta have a heart. And I want to tell you, I want, I want to do something next week. blee neder, but I would like next week. To take a day to drive down there, I'm going to. I would like to. So take then maybe a day we to.
2: should do a little fundraiser, Isha. Maybe on this show. Maybe there's somebody out there who wants to do, give a little money. We'll do the same old shopping trip. That's right. That we did last time. I want to go to the Otef Aza to the uh, uh, Gaza periphery,
1: periphery right, right around the Gaza Strip, right, the border oh. area. Right, all these kibbutz kibbutz oh, and all. oh, by the way, I saw. I, I couldn't believe what I saw on the news. Again, this was like an image that was like I was like my I, my map my jaw dropped, Malka. My jaw dropped. Okay. Ga- the the gazans were burning tires six, 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 six. just in order to send poisonous gas over and clouding the over
2: the that's right and these are the I, people I, who who I, love I, this I land so much that they have to slaughter people in their beds in order to get it back. By the way, where's, these are the, where's, the people, all, where's all
1: the global environmentalists flipping out about they're this? They're not going to they're not some, gonna flip out. No. The,
2: these people, yeah, they're trying to toxify the IDF troops, and they're trying to provide a smokescreen so that they can cut through the border, which they've done numerous times. There's been horrible fighting along the border. You know, Ishai, they, everyone's been following this like great march of return, this uh, great propaganda campaign that Hamas has been running out of Gaza since March getting people to to riot at the border. Initially, they closed all the stores on Friday. They forced the stores closed on Friday and provided free bussing to people who would go down to Gaza and all kinds of promises of money for anyone who got hurt, more money based on like the worst injuries or death. Death gets the maximum uh jackpot prize. And they they would bring like 30,000 people every week. Do you know how many people is 30,000 people on a border? By the way, That's think about lot, that. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane numbers of people. Anyway, so they would bring these people and they would do rock throwing, grenade throwing, Molotov cocktail throwing. And some of them would approach the border, see if they could get shot so that they could get on the news so that Israel would look really bad. Really, really cynical stuff. Um, and that was going on weekly. Now, Ishai, it's going on daily, every day. It's not 30,000 people anymore now it's like a, a couple of thousand people who show up which is still think about if, if a couple thousand Israeli troops would show up somewhere right what that would look like it's like troops are showing up Arab troops in in civilian clothing are showing up on the border um, on Tuesday they cut through the border and infiltrated Israel like several Israeli forces fired warning shots which makes my eyes roll back in my head so far it's like how many warning shots warning shots like you just cut through a border of a country you get warning shots like go run scurry back through your rat hole infiltrator like i don't understand that policy um and idf troops are reporting that like in the news it's like oh skirmishes on the border skirmishes on the border the idf is like we have a war in on the border there's a war on the border right and and the government tries to kind of play it down, I think, because we always are like desperate for normalcy and for upward mobility. That, that, also, now, I, you're,
1: you're going into a big question, right? About why you're, well, you're going into a big question? B- but
2: before I before I let you go, I have to finish my rant, which is that I don't like how the defense ministry responds. Now I know that the defense ministry is um, accountable to the prime minister, and he, the defense minister, is not the prime minister, so he can't, you know, make the big decisions on his own. But I can't stand it when Avigdor Lieberman, Avigdor, are you listening to my show? Avigdor, I can't stand it when your response to terrorism is to close the the Karim Shalom crossing and to restrict the fishing border to three kilometer, three nautical miles. That, that's, that feels icky to me. It feels icky to me because it feels like we're punishing like a little child. It's like go sit and time out. I don't see what the nautical mileage of the fishing thing has to do with the war on the border. I think it's a silly way and an ineffective way to try and punish the people for what these other people are doing. I think that that the only real way to stop this terrorism is to stop pretending like shooting warning shots at people who just had the guts to cut through your border and run toward your troops is going to somehow stop the problem which is that there is like a noxious evil presence on the other side of your border which is not going to stop trying to attack you until it succeeds or it dies and so i want to say that i do not support this position of restricting fishing from gaza and all these like little tactics that the defense ministry is using and i think that 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 we should either the
1: other way it signals the other way it signals weakness it doesn't actually signal strength
2: right i I think that leave the fishing people alone the fishing people didn't do anything let them fish their fish or whatever i didn't know there was so much fishing but okay let's say there's a lot of fishing in gaza so let the people fish and kill the people who are trying to get over the border and then the fishing people will be able to keep fishing and the people who are trying to come over your border won't be doing that anymore
1: mock up I mostly agree with you, but I want to say to you, the, the real culprits here is the leadership of Hamas. They have giant houses in Gaza. Yes. They live on
2: the seashore. Well, we all we know them. We definitely have to kill them. And okay. in fact, after this Beersheba bombing, they all went underground. But it also raises, like, I get a lot of questions. I wish we could have like an army general on your show. Because I get a lot of questions raised when this happens. Like, for example, Israel after this bombing on the Be'er sheva house, it targeted all these targets, right? Military training sites and and terror tunnels. That's good, right? But Except why did you,
1: why did you have uh, that in the first place? Why did you know about that in the first place? Yeah, there are a lot of weird mysteries like that about uh, about the knowledge that we have, and
2: sometimes 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 I'm stuff. a little bit
1: concerned that there might be other interests here. One interest that Rabbi Mike keeps talking about is the the lack of a greater vision about how to win a war. Meaning to say, if you don't want to take over that land, if you don't if you don't want to re-inhabit it, if you don't want to get rid of the Hamas regime in a real way, so you kind of you kind of you know live in this deadlock. Um, I also get concerned, frankly, uh, about some corruption uh, at some elements uh, th- that that may have interests in Gaza. That we don't really know about as a regular folks, and that, that does concern me and I believe that there, I believe that it's possible that there's there's things like that even within the Israeli government. Um, but the bottom line is that the evacuation of Gaza has led to uh, the takeover of that whole area uh, 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 that has become filled with Hamas in all the meanings of that word, including the Hebrew meaning which is violent crime. In the underground tunnels, the land itself has been defiled, and now this this uh, th- th- this cancerous kind of element wants to spread out more into israel i 'm not calling arabs cancer or anything like that i 'm not saying that all i 'm not saying anything like that i 'm talking about the Hamas leadership, the jihadist ideology, and the people the the, the many thousands of people that they get behind them uh, and the, and, it, and it wants to spread by the way the cancer also like that 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 metaphor is also right because that's actually what they want to do with this with these smoke efforts and all that kind of stuff like they want to it's it's a it's a destructive you know like like entity that wants to eat away one of the things about the gaza thing one thing that i like about the whole gaza thing is that it's laid bare the the depth of the of the hate and the anti-semitism and the kind of the the deep darkness the the walking dead zombie type thing that's going on there it's laid it kind of bare it's a little bit hard to even understand that's that's why i think a lot of people also don't really get it because no, it's they hard can't to like get. wrap their heads around this, like, like, you know, this insanity but if you have no upward mobility in life uh and no and no sense of it and really you have no sense of creativity in life and and death is a calling and it's exciting and it's fulfilling and, and having an enemy is actually a great gift because instead of just being stuck in the desert, you're like, you really have a yearning to, to destroy something. And you have an ideology that you're better than the other people, although you know in cognitive dissonance that you're not and that your life is not. Uh, it, it, it just creates a, a, a whirlpool of, of madness.
2: I don't know, Isha. All the things you're describing are things that the Jewish people have experienced. There have been many times in which the Jewish people have lacked upward mobility, in which they they have been oppressed, in which there's been no sense that there that there's any way out in a real way of of the uh, the overlords who who will crystal you, who will tax you unjustly. And the Jewish people have never responded like this.
1: No, I, I don't think I was trying to say that it's because of abuse. I don't think I was saying that. I, I'm well. If I'm I d- saying
2: these people. I think the Gazans are being abused. I just don't think it's by us. I think that the Gazans are absolutely abused. I think that they do. I think you're right when you say that they have no upward mobility. I think that it's it's uh, Hamas tries to ensure that these people get as little as possible.
1: But you wonder and the, about and
2: the Palestinian authority also by the way tries to ensure that they get as little as possible and it is, i think it is a sad and a, a pathetic life uh, overall that you, the you o- average think, person that, in Gaza lives you think global
1: arabs and global islam would would go against what what the Ghaz, what the gazan leadership is doing to the gazan people but again uh, there's this phrase you know like the the hate disturbs normal thinking and that that is what i tell arab Interlocutors always. I tell them, Your whole society is being destroyed. Your whole, your whole, any beauty that existed in Islam and in the Arab world is being destroyed. And you know why? They agree with me. I I show them, I send them here, here, this, this is what you guys look like. And I say, You know why? It's because of the hate. You're deeply addicted to hate. And that is a, that is just destroying your whole, your whole normative consciousness. We are not addicted to hate. We are addicted to love and we are excited. About life, and we think life is beautiful and it's a gift, and and we believe that God is a, a happy God, a smiling God, a God that, that loves life, uh, not a God that loves death, a God who wants to conquer people in, in love. Sure, you have to destroy enemies. Be bad to the bad guys. I always say be bad to the bad guys, but that is not the internal you know f- we, and we have to be vigilant about being bad to the bad guys and we have to subdue and not be subdued but our god is a smiling god a happy god a god of life a god of joy and a god of creativity and and of a funnel of of incredible knowledge and wealth and health and happiness and 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 their whatever their idolatry is not that it's really the worship of some kind of death Hate God, and that's that's a problem. That's really a problem. In any case, you can support the, uh, the 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 happy love God of growth and, and, and good energy to the world through buying one of our awesome flags. It's really supporting contributing to to our uh, flag project. So check out uchiflasher dot forward slash flag project. Go to the the the, the page there. And also, you can support all of our efforts just by clicking like and sharing it uh, and, also, uh, and also share this, this new video around. And I really want to thank the folks that really contribute and, and, and take part in this uh, effort to spread Torah and knowledge and love of life uh, throughout the world. Malka Flesher, I want to thank you very much. And I also want to say that we are going tomorrow morning to Alone moray. To the Shachar family, I am very excited. Yeah, very exciting. I'm we very we always have fun there. We are always, Of course we have fun there because that's the first place that Abraham came to. And we're going to see the mountains that Abraham saw. Okay, wow. We're going to be standing in, in exactly those places. We're going to look over the tomb of Joseph and we're going to just uh, thank God for this great time. Sure, we're going to see also a lot of things that are, that are troubling along the way. But we're going to be like, okay, we're in the right direction. We're in the right step. We're in the right program. And we're in the right process and we're, we're part of something amazing. And you are part of, are part of something amazing when you're part of the show and part of this great network, the Land of Israel Network. And you're, of course, part of something the most amazing when you're part of Malka Fleischer's Home and Life. Malka, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. Thank and you. Shabbat Shalom. Happy Parshat Lech Lecha. Yes. Uh, and happy Aliyah happy also. Happy Aliyah
2: to you. That's yes, right. 16 we years. Happy Aliyah Day to everybody else.
1: Baruch Hashem. We had Aliyah, our Aliyah anniversary, which also coincided th- miraculously to Aliyah Day also. Uh, and, uh, and I'm really thankful. I had uh, wrote the original bill for Aliyah Day that passed, uh, and uh, Aliyah means coming up to the land. And we could all take small Aliyahs. Remember, I always say this, folks. Remember the small Aliyahs that we could take, right? Everybody, this Friday night. Oh, you know what? That's it. This Friday night, I want you to go to the stores, everybody. And I want you Yes, to,
2: okay, exciting so far. I
1: want you to pick up a wine from the Shamron. From Shamron this week.
2: Like from the goat wineries? That's
1: Binyamin go well you gotta
2: make it easier for them okay what's a shamron har
1: bracha anything that says har bracha
2: okay that's one one wine
1: Uh, and there are others there are others just and there's stuff that's just mark shamron there's all kinds of you know you you wine people know better than I do this uh, this Friday night pasha lech lecha okay a wine from the shamron if you can't do that a wine from Chevron. you can't do that I don't know a wine from Yerushalayim Hills Uh, this Friday night a Judea in Samaria someplace that Abraham walked in this week's Torah portion it, uh, or Bet Betel uh, that's the wine that you're going to drink and say Lachaim to Avram and Sarah who make a great journey to come on home so let's make our tiny little Aliyah God bless you folks stay strong stay tuned stay connected be part of the story be part of God's great and smiling world and we love you very much Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shalom Who are we as a people? Who are we as a nation? What does it mean to be a Jew in the land of Israel as a Jew in Judea? What is our message to the world? We're finally back in our land, and we get to ask these questions. Ezrat Hashem, we're going to make Judea and Samaria an issue for the entire world, to know that the Jews have a place in the world.
0: Israel Inspired, with Arya Bromwoods and Jeremy Gimpel, on the Land of Israel Network, at
2: thelandofisrael.com.